Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. You're listening to episode 46, LSD Food. Now, listeners, I know what you're thinking. Ooh, she's going to talk about pot brownies, pot butter. No. Today, I'm going to talk to you about luxurious, savory, and delicious food. That's right. I posted a poll on Instagram asking our listeners what topic they wanted to hear next. And food won by a landslide. Now, I could sit here and talk to you about research and how it correlates to healthy foods and mental health, but that's boring. And why would I have you listen to an episode that would bore me to tears? So we're going to talk about food, the good food that we look for when we're having a bad day and stressed out. Because sometimes when things aren't going well, the last thing I think about and the last thing a lot of people think about is a salad. Now, if you like salads, do you? But I'm talking chocolate cake, macaroni and cheese, all those gushy goody foods that make us feel so good. And since my podcast is about mental health, I'm going to pair some stories about food with good vibes with a bit of recipes sprinkled in. So sit back, enjoy, and let's get ready to ride. For our first stop, we're going back to the Ivory Coast. Do you remember when I brought you the story of Vivian Kuami in a previous episode? She's what I call a chocolate connoisseur, and she opened her own company in 2021 called Jacovi. Now, what's so special about Vivian is she is a female in a male-dominated industry. Chocolate is big business in the Ivory Coast. But she said, I want to be the face of Ivorian chocolate. When it comes to producing cocoa beans, Ivory Coast is the top dog. For the moment, Jacoby is a small business. Vivian has five employees and she sells her candy at malls. What I like about Vivian, other than her being a female entrepreneur, she's very patriotic. She sells chocolate bars that are shaped like a map of Ivory Coast and some are wrapped in beautiful paper with images of her culture and traditions. For a startup business, she's doing pretty good. One customer said, I tasted the chocolate. It's pure. It's natural. This box with the national colors of Ivory Coast, it's wonderfully presented. I love it. Now that's high praise. It's not hard to make people happy with food, but having top tier products is crucial to business. And it looks like Vivian is doing a fantastic job. Congrats to you, Vivian. It looks as if good fortune and prosperity is written in the stars for her business. Our next stop, Portland, Oregon, USA. Now, I watched this lady on Street Food USA, a show on Netflix, and her business is impressive. Tui Pham is blazing a trail in the vegan world. Am I a vegan? No. But I did give up meat for a month, you guys, and I gotta tell you, I feel pretty good. The one thing I can't give up is cheese. So I don't think I'll go full vegan, but her recipes are fire. The COVID-19 pandemic brought the world to a crashing halt. And for some entrepreneurs, 
and inspired creativity. Fom was a hairstylist, but when COVID came to town, nobody was coming to get their hair done due to lockdowns. That's when she began brainstorming on how to make vegan pork belly. She honed her craft after watching videos of Vietnamese monks making pork belly. And in April of 2020, they went on Instagram Live. Now, had the pandemic not hit, that probably wouldn't have happened. But everything happens for a reason. Fam said, it was a bit out of the blue. We didn't typically live stream together like that. I was trying to engage with Kinsley and take the opportunity to do fun things that brought her joy. In Kinsley's younger years, she had wanted to be a little chef on YouTube. So I thought it would be fun to do recipes and little cooking sessions with Kinsley with the time we had. That's when Kinsley suggested we do the live stream. Fam didn't think anything would come out of the live stream, but to her surprise and benefit, she was wrong. People started sending messages wanting to order her food. And with just $500, she launched Mama Duke. She had no plans of going viral. Her focus? Making enough to buy groceries. After a multitude of orders came in, Fam was ready to take it to the next step. Within two weeks, she moved into her first commercial kitchen and took her food to the road with takeout orders. And then the golden opportunity of Netflix came knocking. Before she knew it, her business was featured on Street Food USA. Fam said, I was really honored that they considered me. We have a city that has so many talented folks, innovators, and creators that I was super humbled to be this new person in the industry and to even be considered. A part of her charm is she's very humble. And what does she make besides vegan pork belly, crispy burnt rice waffles, vegan ribs, whoopie pies filled with pandan rose frosting, and so much more. As I said, I'm not a vegan, but I would definitely try her food. Fam says, my vision for Mama Dude is food. All I ever wanted was to share some good food, and maybe some good stories along with that. I hope 2023 will empower me to be able to get back to sharing more of those moments and recipes with everyone. Fam, you are truly a trailblazer, and we wish you all the best. Now, I'm going to be bringing you recipes from all around the world because that's what we do. This one is Almaz's Ethiopian Durawat which is chicken curry. For this dish, you'll need a third cup of vegetable oil, two cups of chopped onion, one chicken, approximately four pounds. Make sure to remove the skin and fat. Cut it into large pieces. You'll also need two tablespoons of garlic paste, four tablespoons of berbere, one tomato, two cups of hot water, one teaspoon of salt. Butter is optional, but if you're like me, you're going to add that butter. And if you like boiled eggs, you can add them too. In a skillet, heat the oil, add the onions, and saute until the onions are soft. Then you add the chicken pieces and garlic paste and cook until the chicken is lightly brown. Add the berbere and stir it so that all the pieces of the chicken are coated. Add the tomato and stir again. Then you're going to pour in some water, bring it to a bowl, and add salt. Simmer over low heat until the meat is well cooked. 
until the juices run clear from the chicken. We don't want to be eating pink chicken, you guys. Allegedly, Ethiopians have a saying that the woman who loves her husband cooks it so slowly that each piece is tender and the gravy is thick. Now, that may be true, but if you're a woman who loves yourself, you're going to make sure it's fire. Okay. Our next recipe, honey citrus glazed salmon with caramelized onion mashed potatoes. Now, if you don't know how to make mashed potatoes, I'm going to tell you. You need six tablespoons of butter, two pounds of potatoes, red, gold, russet, whatever you like, a half cup of milk or heavy cream, salt and pepper. Peel the potatoes and boil them. I boil mine for about 20 minutes. Drain them, add the butter, milk or cream, salt and pepper, and mash. Set that aside. For the salmon, you'll need one orange, a fourth cup of honey, and four salmon fillets. Grate the zest of the orange and squeeze the juice and add them both to a bowl. Add the honey and microwave on high heat for 30 seconds to soften it. Stir until combined. Place the salmon fillets in a fold-lined baking pan and brush with the glaze. Bake the salmon for 12 to 15 minutes and reheat the rest of the glaze on one minute in the microwave. Now that sounds amazing and that recipe is from the first Real Kitchen Cookbook by Megan and Jill Carl. All right, folks. I have a feeling I'm making you hungry with this episode, yes? <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. And since my aim for Amerisogyny is about mental health, bringing people together and making them feel good, I think you're going to enjoy the next stories I have. We're going back to Portland, Oregon. Jen Lewis lives in Portland, Oregon, and she had three well-known restaurants. COVID-19 inspired her to be an advocate for people who experience food insecurity. She said she noticed a lot of temp camps were popping up in the fall of 2020. And she says, I couldn't keep driving by them without doing something. My boyfriend had cleaned out his closet and had some warm sweaters to donate. So I started with that. But the next day, I brought some rice and beans, made a hot meal, packed it in a cooler to keep it warm, and made my first delivery to seven homeless camps. And after that, a plan went into motion to give back to people who were in need. Lewis is a part of the Common Good Project, and it relies on volunteers, food, and non-food supplies to keep it going. People receive weekly deliveries of hot meals, sandwiches, and snacks, along with batteries, headlamps, socks, underwear, toothpaste, soap, and even dog food. Between 30 to 40 people also receive blankets, clothes, and sleeping bags. Lewis has a website, jenlewis.com. She is also an award-winning chef and has written three cookbooks. Lewis says, if I provide some basic food for the same people on a regular basis, I build trust and believe their lives will be easier. She is quite a lady, and one of her cookbooks is called The Chicken Soup Manifesto. Now, I've talked about people experiencing hunger in other countries, but there are people who experience food insecurity right here in the United States, and I'm glad to see people are helping them out. That's what we should do. We are blessed with gifts and talents, not for ourselves, 
but to help others. Our next stop, Florida. Buddy System MIA operates 10 free fridges in low-income neighborhoods across Miami-Dade County. They have over 1,100 volunteers that go out and retrieve food that grocery stores throw away. With the amount of food that we waste in this country, nobody should be hungry. When a lot of these grocery stores throw away food, it is not bad. It's still good. And it's nice to see that the buddy system is doing something about it. The volunteers also get food from farms, restaurants, and more. The buddy system partners with Trader Joe's, Good Samaritan Meals, Food Rescue U.S., Be the Change Florida, Farm Share, the Miami Foundation, and more. This program is awesome. The nonprofit started in 2020, and each fridge has an artist's personal touch. What I love about this program is they help disabled people and the elderly and pair them up with volunteers because otherwise they may not have access to get the food that they need. CEO Christian Gurin says, with our free fridges, we have no application process. If someone is undocumented or feels unsafe going to a food bank or pantry, we can help. We serve a lot of people of color, LGBTQ folks, and minorities. About 85% of our clients are seniors or people in emergency situations. Our next stop, still in the USA, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Let's talk about Community Food Club. It's a food pantry, but it's designed to operate like a grocery store, and it uses a sliding scale membership fee, and their website is very user-friendly. The web address is communityfoodclubgr.org. What is the Community Food Club? The Community Food Club is a nonprofit member-based grocery store. Low-income members pay between $11 and $15 for a 30-day membership and are able to shop using points based on their household size. Most members receive 9 to 11 days worth of foods during each membership period. Members can shop as often as they'd like and select food that fit their needs. The membership fee provides access to nutrition education opportunities. The website is in English and Spanish, and it says, At the Food Club, we are committed to always stocking fresh fruits, vegetables, meat, cheese, milk, and eggs. Another outstanding idea, bento. Bento was named Best Inventions of 2021 by Time Magazine. Bento is a smart app that helps people who need food and may have special dietary needs connect with restaurants and grocery stores seeking to reduce food waste. And their program is really cool. People can use their cell phones to order free meals from restaurants or grocery stores. And their mission aligns with Community Food Club. They want people to have an opportunity to have access to food without the stigma of standing in line at a food pantry. Food insecurity is a global issue. World Central Kitchen has feeding centers in Eastern Europe. They serve thousands of meals to war refugees coming from Ukraine. I'm going to share one of my favorite recipes with you guys. It is Betty's Chocolate Cake by Anna Garden, the Barefoot Contessa. You can pull her up on YouTube. I used to watch her show faithfully. And this is the 
best chocolate cake I have ever had. Here's the recipe. One and three-fourth cups of all-purpose flour, two cups of sugar, three-fourth cups of good cocoa powder, two teaspoons of baking soda, one teaspoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of kosher salt, one cup of buttermilk shaken, a half cup of vegetable oil, two large eggs at room temperature, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, and one cup of freshly brewed coffee. She also has the recipe for her buttercream frosting, but like I said, you can pull her up on YouTube and watch her make this incredible cake. You will not be disappointed. Our next stop, South Korea. South Korea stays on our radar because, because they have a lot of interesting things going on. And this story is bizarre. South Korea warns against social media trend of eating fried toothpicks. As soon as I saw social media, I knew it was true. On Instagram and TikTok, people are watching videos of people eating deep fried starch toothpicks with seasoning like powdered cheese. My God. The Ministry of Food and Drug Safety issued a warning saying their safety as food has not been verified. Please do not eat them. I know what you're thinking, but you heard me right. People are deep frying toothpicks in oil and using food color to turn them green. Mukbang videos are very popular in South Korea, China, and Japan. There's just something about watching people eat that makes people feel comfortable. And while there's nothing wrong with watching mukbang videos, eating toothpicks could be bad for your health. Remember I told you about people on TikTok telling people to eat raw beef? Yeah, this is along the same lines, people. Eat french fries, eat potato chips, but please do not eat deep fried starch toothpicks. Mm -mm. That's social media for you. This episode was about good food and even better people who use food to help their communities and bring people together. I have one more gem I want to share with you. Look up Plated by D on Instagram. She has over 200,000 followers. You guys, she cooks some of the most delicious food I've ever seen. Her pictures make me want to bite my phone. I don't know her personally, but she gives me good vibes. And she always interacts with the people who comment on her posts. I'll never tell you to follow a dangerous trend, but I will always direct you to people who cook good food. And with that, I'm out of time. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for everyone who voted. Trust me, I see you and I listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, or wherever you listen from. Guys, I want you to be easy Take care of yourselves. Have the best weekend ever. And I will be back with more stories. Be sure to get some good food this weekend. And enjoy. And as always, God.